to fight for truth and justice in the American way. What I do is not up to you. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I am Iron Man. And Hulk. Smash. You guys know I can move things with my mind, right? With great power comes great responsibility. No games. Hi, welcome to Watchtower. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. And this is our podcast where we talk about superhero movies. Um, Before we get into today's movie, uh, we got to talk because we just unveiled our new website. We're very proud of it. And Seth worked very hard on it. I would say (laughs) that I worked hard, but I feel like Seth did most of the work. Um, But it is watchtower-podcast.org. It looks really cool. You should go check it out. Uh, there's a link to our episodes and to the Pantheon, so you can see the order of, um, you know, the movies that we've rated so far. And then if you look at the bottom, in the lower left-hand corner of the website, there's a very important button that says Contact. And that's where you come in, because (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make this sound as cheesy as possible. I hope it's working. You, Um, dear listener. (laughs) You, dear listener. Um, Yeah, so basically what we want is uh, we're going to try to be more regular with our schedule um, we're going to try to let you guys know what movie's coming up next, and we want you to submit two things. Reviews of the upcoming movie, so that we can read them out on our podcast and get opinions from other people, because while Seth and I think that, you know, we have the best opinions, obviously we should probably hear others. Um, and then also suggestions for movies that you want to see done in the future, if there's, like, a particular movie. Um, we have it kind of planned out, like, for the next, like, month or so, but after that it's pretty much fair game, so... Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're really excited about our podcast or our podcast our website. website. Yeah, there check it out. There are lots of really cool screenshots. Yeah, there's like a <laughs> like a gallery of like God knows how many screenshots or stills from movies that Seth has compiled that display on the f- the front page. And I like to think I like to use the word curated. Curated. Okay, he curated <laughs> them, and they're different every time. So you should check it out and refresh it several times to fully appreciate yes. Seth's work. Yes. Um. So that's the website, watchtower-podcast.org. Check it out. Come talk to us. We don't bite, hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. Today's movie is Blade um, from 1998. Um, that it is. <laughs> I had never seen this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I don't really have any <laughs> comments. Okay, so what... Um, what did you think about this movie before you saw it? Like, you'd heard of it? I'd literally just, like, heard of it because of Black Panther. Like, I'd heard that really? it was, like, the only other black superhero movie. Oh. I really didn't know about it before that. That's really, really? sad. Yeah. Wow. They made three of these movies. I know. I guess it just, like, missed my, like, radar. Like, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. It's okay. kind of strange. Sorry. Well, I saw this movie when it came out, and it was, like, it's a very 90s movie. It was. It reminded me so much rewatching it of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. Men in Black, and The Matrix. Yeah, very Matrix. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but a year before The Matrix. Right. It's interesting. Right. Um, something something was going on in the late '90s because there's this other movie called Dark City. Have you ever seen that? No. It's not great, but it's also <laughs> extremely Matrix. Right. Uh, e. E. Yeah. <laughs> and it came out before The Matrix too. It was weird. Um, but anyway, and. Yeah, it. Uh, 
I en- enjoyed rewatching it so much because it was like very nostalgic for yeah. me. Not that I was a big fan of this movie, but it felt like all these other movies I grew up watching. Right. And right. it was cool to take a trip back in time for me. Yeah. So yeah. it was uh, an incredible film. And it's no, like, uh, no. Um, <laughs> it's it's the top of the pantheon. No, let's. Be real. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I quit. I'm walking. I'm leaving. Watch it. <laughs> um, oh man. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna be honest. At first, I was like, this movie is so fun. I'm having a fun time, kind of making fun of it. And then like that wore off, and then I kind of started to like hate it. And then I got really bored. And then by the end, I was like, thank goodness it's over. It was a trip. It the really end was. Is so cool. Oh man. Um. <laughs> Anyway, let's just let's look at uh the critical reception. Okay. Um it has a 54 on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. It has a 78% audience score though. That sounds about right. It's like people really liked it. Um which is good. I guess <laughs> um the IMDb score is like a 7.1, so that's pretty good. Um I was I was reading it on a Letterboxd. Shameless plug for Letterboxd. They don't sponsor us, but they should. <laughs> um it's a great app where you can rate movies uh and the score is like a 3.5 and i was like that's really high i don't know that's pretty fair okay it's fair whatever maybe i'm just harder on movies than most people um i think i am but uh (laughs) anyway so yeah like not not great critical score but also like it probably could have done a lot worse yeah i think that 54 critic is pretty good yeah let's be real this is this is a movie about vampires. Right. And they have they have kung fu. Yeah. It's a vampire kung fu movie. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, there there's that. Uh should we just jump in to to our to our of course. list. So That's what we do. As, That's why we're here. As a reminder, um our our checklist is do the hero and villain have arcs that complement one another? Is the film a spectacle? You know, does it do things in a new, inventive, fun way? And uh, is the movie about morality, and does it confront morality well? So, um, hero and villain. Kick us off, Seth. Okay. The hero is Blade. Yes. (laughs) Blade is a vampire-human hybrid. Yes. They call him the Daywalker. Um. Because he can go out in the sun, basically. Because basically, he's a vampire without any of the negatives of being a vampire. Like, he is so OP. Well, no. Okay. It's pretty fair because he's not immortal. I mean, okay. Yeah, he's not That's immortal. That's a pretty big one. Okay. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's, he's a little OP. A little bit. Yeah, the opening <laughs> fight scene... I was just like, is, all right. It's great. It's okay. It's great. We'll get into this. It's great. But on on the OP, focusing on that, he's so overpowered. He just like waltzed in and was like, yeah, that's right. I'm the best. Like, did he? Well, okay. that's the beginning, though. You okay, gotta okay. But hero. getting to this, but getting to this early on, does he even have an arc? Yeah. Okay, so this I don't is... think okay, I don't think he has like the the classic hero's arc of the like developing as a hero. So I think that's missing. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just pointing that out. That, like I don't think he develops as a hero specifically. Uh no, he definitely does. <sighs> okay. Definitely. Go, tell me. Tell At me the how. beginning <laughs> he's motivated by revenge. He right. says something like every time I kill a vampire, it's like a little 
a little piece of me that I'm getting back. Right. Something like that. Right. Very Punisher. Right. And then at the end, he says he takes more of a responsible stance. He's like, this, because he has the chance to be cured. Right. And he says, no, I have a job to do. That's, that's an arc. Right. That's a change. Okay. So, so he adopts, like, basically, like, gets rid of the selfish motivation and adopts the, like, I'm fighting for the greater cause kind of thing that all heroes should. Okay. I guess I just missed, like, the classic, like, development of skills and, you know, I think physically. Well, yeah, that's not really there. Right. I think that was something that was missing for me, for sure. Just because, like. Well, it's not an origin, I think, is the thing. Right. And so I think for that reason, I had I had trouble caring about him because I wasn't worried about him because I okay. was like, okay, this guy can take care of himself. He doesn't really have any struggles right now. Like, you know, whatever. Like, midway through the movie, he's talking to Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. And I was like, yes, correct, accurate. Because, like, I was like, who is this guy? Like, I don't think the movie helped <laughs> me know him really at all. Well, that's the other aspect of his character. It He's reminds mysterious. Me, is that what you're saying? Well, <laughs> n- not really. But it was, it reminded me of uh, X-Men. Oh, many X-Men vibes. Right. Just, well, with the, the interpersonal drama, it reminded me of X-Men. Yeah. Um. And the industrial music was a little X Men too. <laughs> yeah. Which came out only two years later. But yeah, so he's kind of like Logan. He's very selfish and he's sort of wrapped up in like, uh, I don't know, he, he doesn't want to let people in. And then he lets someone in. He, he has a relationship with this girl. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, look, it's not like incredible writing, but it's there. <laughs> okay. It is. Okay. It's You're there. right. I will, I will concede. You're <laughs> correct. It is there. Um, Okay, great movie. Let's okay, no, can wrap but, it up. No, uh, what about the villains? Because this is where so the, villain the movie is... lost me hardcore. Well, okay, what did you think of Deacon Frost? I. What did he want? Okay, it felt very like Harry Potter oh. mixed with like Magneto. Well, I, I picked, yeah, Magneto, sure. Yeah. Harry Potter, like... Well, like, the whole, like, half-blood, like, mud-blood, like, this whole, like, you're, like, a real vampire or you're no, you know, like, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, Predates Harry Potter, though. It it does. Well, when did the book first come out? Well, I mean, I think Harry Potter and Sorcerer's Stone was out around the same time, but, like, no one knew about it. 2001, the movie. I don't know. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the book was probably out at this point. Um. We should, like, actually look these things up instead of just, like, hypothesizing. I think you it's, know it's fine. I think it's better to go off of memory. Okay. Okay, Seth. Because <laughs> anybody can look it up. Yeah, that's right. Down. That's right, listeners. Seth wants you to do your own work on this podcast. We shouldn't have to tell you everything. <laughs> that's what you just said. <laughs> that's not what I said. No, no, no. I'm saying it would be just kind of boring for us to stop and look it up. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but now um, we're wasting time. Okay, okay, this. okay. So you asked me what I thought of Frost. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't really, like, get his, like, so much of the villainry just felt like we're cool and we're villains. Like, I didn't really get a lot of the, like, drive other than, like, I want to be evil and, like, destroy people. I don't know. I didn't think there was a lot there. The setup for him, no, there's not a lot. (laughs) There's definitely (laughs) not a lot. The setup for him is the the vampire Illuminati. Right. <laughs> They're like, we're the pure bloods. Right. You'll never be one of us. Right. That's the setup. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's not much, but it's there. But the thing that makes it a little interesting 
and that makes them opposed is neither of them are like what they want to be, I guess. Right. Like Deacon wants to be the vampire head honcho, but he can't be because right. he's not a pure blood. Right. And Blade wants to be human. Like he looks at this thing as a curse. Right. And then it's how, you know, they deal with it. Oh, it's like, so they, it's, all, they are pretty diametrically opposed. Yeah, they are. So, you know, to me, that was, that is what really reminded me of Logan and Magneto. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, like the minute Frost started talking, I was like, okay, you're essentially the Magneto of this movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Did you think, okay, hero villain arc, uh, we'll disregard that for the moment. Okay. Steven Dorff, his performance as Deacon Frost, did you enjoy that? Because I found him pretty funny. Yeah, like he was so, it was like, it was like, like it was like the the guy in high school who's like this like, trying to be like the like edgy like biker kid. I don't know. It oh, was just he was. so like, yeah. He was like, quite edgy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a, he was so like immature in a way, you know, it was, and it yeah. was just kind of funny because he was like this whiny, like, I don't know. He I... really, well, Wesley Snipes too, they both like chew the scenery. And that's the thing that made. There was just so much overacting. Like, let's there be was. real. That's like. Absolutely. But yeah. that made it like, I don't know, that made it work for me because the movie early on, like the second you see Blade <laughs> uh, and he starts like dropping f-bombs left and right yeah i'm like oh i i'm not meant to take this seriously yeah and that's kind of the lens through which i viewed the whole movie i mean the movie definitely does not take itself too seriously no so that's good right um but it has some straight drama in it too it does do you think that's kind of a a problem like a a mishmash i definitely do there were definitely moments where like the music and like the the vibe of the scene was telling me to like feel things and I was like no no stop I was like having a good time like just let me like have a good time like when um what is his father figure dude's name I always Whistler. forget yeah Whistler when he's like dying mm-hmm. I-, I was like uh, okay you weren't like you weren't moved to no, tears no I was not after Wesley he Snipes just turned away no I was not and then the slow-mo shot of the gun <laughs> falling out of his finger oh man uh yeah so anyway that's yeah, I think it. Sh- I think it just should have played a little, picked, to stay in that lighter realm of like kind of over the top action, and I would. Sure. I think I got annoyed with the the dramatic components. Speaking of that, this may be. Uh, I don't know if it's a spectacle thing or whatever, but like his mom, like really, like that was where the movie just like completely dropped me when she came back. Yeah, when yeah, she I came didn't back. Like that. And then, like, it was, like, weirdly, like, incestuous and, like, all of this, yeah. like, weird, like, ah, uh, it was so weird and I hated it. I was, like, really, really. I, I didn't like that either. I hated it. It didn't, I don't think the story needed that because his character. He was it, already, like, on his way to, like, developing. Right. To moving on, I right, guess. Right, right. It felt like, like this weird Batman-Joker thing, like Batman 89 thing. Oh, Where yeah. the villain is weirdly you know, responsible for who you are. Yeah. It's just too, I, it didn't need to be there at all. Yeah, I agree. But, still great. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so the hero villain, it's shallow. But it's It's very there, yeah. serviceable is probably a good word, but it's there. It's kind of like it's like the base components of like what you need in a hero villain without right, like right. really fleshing it out. Yeah, And that's happened before with like, you know, I think Batman 89 and Superman the movie 
they are the basic. They don't really rise above just basic components like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's the performances that sort of elevate those. What would you say? What keeps what keeps the basic components here from being more than the sum of the parts? I think just like, I mean, for me, it's like character depth. Like that was my struggle because I think Blade, like at least in like the first hour, I'm just like, okay, he's like, here are his like three character traits, but like this doesn't like go anywhere and they don't like develop it into anything. What are those character traits? It's like, I'm a badass. Yeah. I am a loner (laughs) and... I don't even know what the third one is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just kind of like the, he he was not humanized. And I think I needed my hero to be more humanized. Sure. At least earlier on. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Maybe there needed to be more with he and Chris Christopherson. Christopherson for mostly. sure. Because I sure. liked him. Yeah, I would agree that. I wanted more of them and kind of less of Karen. I don't even know. Yeah, she's not great. I don't know what to think about her. (laughs) I really don't. I, like, kind of waffled on it, you know? I was like, Really? Yeah, because, like, sure, she, like, kind of has her own thing going with, you know, she's, like, dying and then, uh, like, trying to find, like, a cure and, like, kind of, like, weaving this different path. But Mm -hmm. she's so, I don't know. That's really wishy-washy. I just, like, really didn't know how to feel about her. She has agency. She does. She has more agency than most love interests. Sure. I guess I can give her that. Um, Uh, I was confused about some of the vampire rules. (laughs) Yeah, all of the, like, like, yeah, when they were, all the stuff in the beginning with, okay, Honestly, I gotta say the like blood sprinkler thing was really cool. It was, um, but yeah. but like some of the stuff, <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand the vampires and their mechanic within the world at all. Like right. some of the stuff with like garlic and like when with like the ways that blade is different from them, like kind of confused me at points. And like I don't know, none of it sure. felt super nailed down to me. But then again, like I think part of the problem is that like all vampire movies like treat vampires differently. And I never, like, can remember, like, what the movie is positing is true and then what I'm remembering from other films. Oh, sure. I just feel yeah. like it's kind of hard to, like, really nail vampires down because you've got so much lore, like, built up from other things. Right, right. That makes sense. The movie got a little lost with all the rules, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it, it was so interested in style, which we'll get into in Spectacle. And I think that really sells the movie. But you lose some character stuff because of that. Yeah, I agree. And the characters just come across feeling kind of shallow. Yeah. Anything okay. else to say for no, hero and villain? Not really. Okay. I'm kind of excited <laughs> to talk about spectacle because I have like way more definitive thoughts about that. So. Okay, go ahead. Well, it is definitely very stylized. Yeah. Very stylized from like the coloring to the music to the camera work. I gotta say. I mean, obviously the action is, like, very cheesy and over the top. Um, But I gotta say, I don't think the camera work was really great. I think the camera work kind of, like, drug it down. Because I think it kept it from being, like, this, like, 
enjoyable cheesiness mm-hmm. where it was just a little too like off where I was just like really like you shot it like that like you could have helped yourself here and I feel like instead <laughs> they just like hurt themselves like they could have done even more well no more like obviously the special effects were not great and they're like kind of cheesy but I feel like because but they of the were way- great okay listen I'm saying <laughs> I think the way it was shot hindered it and like pushed it too far into the like bad cheese realm okay. for me because I think there were a lot of moments where like give an example uh yeah like they did some like speed changing stuff in some of the action scenes where it would be like sped oh. up and yeah, then that it would was be, like, cool I love no. that like and then there would be like, like... when he sheathed his sword super fast <laughs> that was so cool okay so <laughs> clearly we have differing opinions um here but uh. Yeah, like, the slow-mo and then the speeding up and then a lot of the, like, it's, like, three times. Like, he, he like, punches a guy and the guy's, like, flying backward and there's, like, three different shots of the, like, flying backward and, like, quick Just stuff like that. Like, yeah, I just, that was great. Okay, maybe it's just, like, See, I'm not clicking with the 90s, like, Well, style. that's, like, a martial arts movie thing. All that stuff. Yeah, and I think it just, I really didn't think it worked well. Why? Because, because I like <laughs> kept trying to buy the action. Well, what else would they and have then... done? <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Maybe this movie just like I'm wrong and it just kind of embraced it, and I need to just embrace it too. So is that? <laughs> I mean, may- like, I I really think it's it's in the vein of of a martial arts movie, right? Um, and the Matrix does a lot of this stuff too, right? Uh, like just simple tricks, like you said, like speeding it up. To emphasize a punch more, like I all that stuff really worked for me. I thought the action was so much fun. I did think it was fun. I did. So like I can't, but I guess okay. So I guess like on an enjoyable level, it was very enjoyable. I think like on a quality level, I think the shooting like drug it down, and you could have met in the middle on like the seriousness of it mm. and made it work more. But I think you're right. I think it was very enjoyable. Like, sure. The only moments of the movie that I really enjoyed were the action scenes, so. Really? Yeah, but I thought they were really enjoyable. Okay, what was I your just, favorite like, one? The the opening scene. The blood rave? Yeah. When he comes in? Yeah, I just think that's great. His reveal, I... It's so dramatic. It's cool. It's, like, exactly <laughs> what I expected it to be, though. Like, the, it's... like, slow pan up, like, yeah, the camera yeah, like, yeah, pans yeah. up, and you're like, who is this guy? And then he, like, has, like, the sunglasses. Oh, my gosh. The moment at the end where he catches the sunglasses. Yeah. Like, like the sunglasses start to go through the air, and I was like, please just catch them. And it just happened. And yeah, I was like, perfect. Yes. Like, that moment is this movie in a nutshell, I think. Just completely ridiculous. Yeah. The, it's very self-aware. Oh, my gosh. The moment when he and Karen, like, grab onto the back of the subway. <laughs> I love that. That was cool. And it looked so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so cool. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, that was a little character moment I liked because it, it suddenly he was vulnerable with someone else mm-hmm. after grabbing the train and he's like, his arm is dislocated. Mm-hmm. So we'll call back to when her arm was dislocated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was written by David S. Goyer, who would go on to write other comic book movies. Yeah. Batman Begins and Man of Steel. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yep. Wow. I don't know what he does these days. Maybe he's in movie jail. But um, <laughs> movie jail is real. Oh, I people know. go there. I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, spectacle. Uh, okay, let's just talk about the CG. There's some CG in this movie. When, 
when they're exploding. With yeah. The, and, like, it's, like, tomato-y, like... <laughs> <laughs> it was so... I was, like... I was actually, like, disturbed. Mission, I was legitimately... Mission, mission accomplished. Legitimately disturbed. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So you're talking about when like the 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 serum the like fake cure yeah. the blue stuff that Karen makes yeah. when they explode because of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was amazing. And then what's And it, like in the beginning when he's like shooting them all and they just like disintegrate, like Yeah, that was See, that gets back to the vampire that, lore. I was confused. That also goes into like the OP thing. I'm like, if he can just shoot a vampire <laughs> and they disintegrate, sure. like why is he why is this a problem? Did they go into a reason for that? Was it like the bullets that he was using? Yeah, silver it was something, something with like the way that yeah, silver. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was a werewolf thing. So did I, but then he mentioned silver, and I was yeah. like, what? And then, but there were all, he was also using stakes at one point. It was very confusing. I was confused. What was it about the sword, other than it being really cool, that made it like good against vampires? Yeah, I don't. I honestly can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. part of the problem, I think. Sure. Um, sure. But, okay, the exploding people, that is a thing from Big Trouble in Little China. Jordan, have you seen that? No. Okay, great movie. John, John Carpenter movie. It happens to, like, one guy in that movie. And then I think someone involved with this movie decided that was really cool. We need to do that, like, three times or yeah. four times. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. Especially at the end when Deacon Frost gets hit with all the serums. Yeah. Oh, my God. At the end when he does, like, he throws it up and does the roundhouse kick. Yeah. That was so funny. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. So do you think moments like that, just, it's hard to reconcile or resolve a moment where you got a guy roundhouse kicking a little vial into another dude's forehead. It's hard to resolve that with a scene where Blade's talking about his mom. Yeah, so I think, like, for me, I just wanted it to pick something because I think, like, I think what happened when I was watching it, this was, like, my process, is that I watched the opening scene and I was like, I'm having so much fun. Like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Right. And then it started to get serious and I got really turned off because I was like, you're not convincing me of this. And then every time it was, like, serious from then on, I was just like, ugh. And right. then it made me enjoy the action less because it kept trying to drag me. I just, like, cognitive dissonance all over the place. I think that was sure. my problem. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think, like, for me when I was talking about like the camera move stuff, that was the side of me that wanted it to be more dramatic because I wanted to try to enjoy the dramatic scenes. Right, but right. Then, so yeah, I There's think... There's some like... What's a good word? I would call them like camera jokes. Yes. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Visual gags and Visual stuff. Visual gags, yeah. Um, I really didn't love the music. A lot of the time it was just like this like bassy like, right. like repeat. Um, When he catches the sunglasses at the end and the like rap song comes in, <laughs> I was like... It needed a little more of this, I think. Uh, just okay. a little more, like, pop in the in the music because, like, I feel like, yeah, the music was very stylized, but I didn't think it stood out. I think it was just kind of like, here's some heavy bass. And, yeah, like, sure. Like, there's no theme in the movie. There's no Blade theme. Yeah. Um, But it, the music, the music was at least appropriate. I think it so. Was, it was no, it was definitely well. appropriate. I just think it could have been, like, stylized even more, um... Sure. And been a little more recognizable, I guess. So the... Wait, we didn't talk about the CG, did we? We I started mean, kind to. kind of. We kind of did. What, what? What? Okay, so the CG has not aged particularly well. Uh, but, like, I still found myself 
really enjoying the cheese factor of the CG. Like when at the end when they're fighting and he slices Deacon Frost in half. Yeah. And then there's just horrible cartoon goo that is <laughs> uh it's like a cartoon rubber band of gooey blood. Yeah. That's that's holding Deacon Frost together. It it looked so bad, but I loved it. Right? Like that was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, definitely <laughs> I the CG was perfectly on par with what like it right. needed to be. Like I was never like, wow, the CG is so bad because that's just like what you get in this kind of movie. Um or when the guy This I think this was some a little use of CG when they take the the head honcho vampire guy, the Nazi vampire yeah. dude, and they explode. They expose him to the sunlight. Right. That yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was so intense. It was like he was just like ripping over his shirt, and I'm like, "What's happening?" Oh, and then they had those ridiculous helmets, <laughs> yeah. like sun helmets, it was like UV like, helmets or something. What is? Um, <laughs> Wait, what did you think of uh, Biscuit Boy? What was his name? Pearl, <laughs> and the UV light they shone yeah. on. They shined on him. Yeah, I. Did you enjoy that character? Sure. Enjoy as in, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was memorable. It was. <laughs> that was definitely. <laughs> so that, I think, is a good scene. That's a good sort of dialogue, dramatic scene that keeps the, the tone, that keeps the fun tone. Yeah, I definitely think so. It was. It, it didn't drag you so far into the, like, heavy, weighty stuff. Like, in, like, I'm, once again, I think the worst scene for, like, the dramatic, heavy tone was the death of Whistler I was just like you can't like the music started to do this like bittersweet like soaring strings I was like I can't handle away. this what when like Blade's walking away from yeah him, and, you and I gunshot. just yeah, yeah and I just like <laughs> could, I couldn't do it I couldn't well I cried no you didn't <laughs> no. stop lying I did not by the way our fan and friend Reagan said he wanted me to say hi to you from him on live on the air so oh wow Reagan okay. says hi cool I said live on the air as if we're, like, broadcasting live right now. We might um, be. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're not. Okay, sad. <laughs> That'll be our next step. Um. Anyway, so... so the, the action's fun. It's so stylized in a great way. Like, it embraces, you know, what it is. And I think that's the strong point of this film. Mm-hmm. Because I always believed it when it was in this, like, kind of cheesy, like, in you know fun action but then i think yeah i think the stuff in between the spectacle really just threw me off it's it's a little boring it's pretty boring it's pretty boring yeah yeah i was bored i, I think was... honestly you could lose karen you could lose the love interest entirely and have a stronger movie and just make it more about like more of an origin story more about blade's past i think so and that would be better cuz yeah. like you could just have Whis- whistler filling the role that she does for sure, for sure. Because they're never, like, actually super romantic except for the weird... I don't know. There's the weird... I've always hated how, like, sexual vampire, like, sucking blood scenes are. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was, like... And it was, like, weirdly, like, rapey. And, like, I don't know. She said stop, right? Yeah, like, okay. several times <laughs> and he didn't. And she's, like, dying. And, right. like, it was, like, really awkward. Like, it made me very uncomfortable. I thought it was going to do this thing where she died. Because I couldn't remember the movie that yeah, well. Yeah. And that was, like, the price that he had to yeah. pay. Yeah, that could have been interesting. But the sexual aspect, I liked that the movie went there just because that is so part of the vampire it is. mythos, I guess. It is. It's always been. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So I liked that the movie at least played with it. 
But then there was like the weird incestuous stuff with his mom. And that then like was weird, yeah. the scene with Karen was weirdly rapey. And I was like, I'm uncomfortable now. Because like it was one thing when like the villains were doing that stuff. But then like. But then Blade. Yeah. yeah it weirded me out. It could have. I liked the idea, but it could have been. It needed more time. It needed. You needed to develop like, oh, that this is the side of him that he's trying to suppress. Yeah. Because I never really got the suppression until that moment with mm-hmm. Karen. And then I was like, oh. Right. You're right. like struggling and yeah, I don't know. It it needed more development. But I, you could have lost Karen entirely and it would have been a stronger movie. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Anything else on spectacle? No. I think that's it. The blood effects were good. The fake blood. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> there was a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> there was. Ugh, well, man. what did you think of the set at the end the temple thing that they were in i thought that was a pretty cool set it was it was a nice final battle it was arena. it was weird to go from like city like new york like cityscape right. to this weird like ancient, ancient temple yeah where was this i was kind of confused i was is so this just confused. in the ground yeah i was like is this just like <laughs> under like new york or whatever yeah did they build the skyscraper around yeah i i don't i was i had no idea i liked it though it was cool no it, it was definitely cool it was it was unique it reminded me of the end of uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Sure. With the blood and mm-hmm. the ritual. Yeah. yeah, seeing the blood, like... Go down. Go like, down yeah, the... The lines. The, the, anchor, the, the carvings. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Carvings. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. There was, there was a lot of great spectacle. There was. Are we ready to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> morality <laughs> i don't think there's a lot to say about morality i don't know what we're gonna talk <laughs> about here um it's pretty shallow yeah i mean there's something to be said about the dichotomy between like blade looking at like what he has as a burden and then you know frost you know aspiring toward destruction of like you know normal people and like this whole like evil i mean it was vaguely x-men in that sense mm-hmm. it was vaguely the same like moral thing like you have this thing about you that you can't control what do you do with it yeah kind of ish and i guess there was a yeah. little bit about like not being selfish and you know like learning to it's care about same, other people same basic but it's, idea. yeah but that i feel like that's all involved in like all superhero movies and it's always like a baseline sure and so other than that, I don't really know. Well, do you think they set out to make a superhero film? Or they just no. set out to make, like, a cool action movie? Yeah, I don't... Like, watching this, I was like... I don't think I... If I had sat down and, like, just seen, like, Blade sitting on a shelf and, like, pulled it out to watch it and had never heard of it or talked about it, mm-hmm. and even after... Even having finished the movie, I never would have been like, this was a superhero film. So... Yeah. I can see that. Um, so I think it was just fun, and I think it should have been a little more fun, a little less heavy in some parts, and just kind of like embrace that because I didn't get a lot. I didn't. Co- I didn't walk out with a lot at all to think about. Sure. I. It's hard for me to say. I don't know. the The tone thing is a problem, but the straight drama, like, it makes the movie unique. I guess. And I'm thinking in, like, the the grand scheme of the history of superhero movies. Yeah. 
if Blade had not played it straight and had some semblance of reality, I don't think it would have been successful. I don't think it, you would have gotten to X-Men and Spider-Man without that. I agree. I agree. So I don't think I would change it, but, you know, as a, as a piece of entertainment, it it's a problem. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think... I think it had to have that grounding to be successful and get sequels and inspire mm-hmm. other films. But mm-hmm. I think like watching it like retroactively, I'm just kind of like, okay, right, right. why did you try to make me care? Right. You know? And from what I remember of Blade 2 and 3, which I've seen once upon a time, I, but I don't remember much. But those are, because, like, Del Toro does, too. Yeah, that's what, I was talking to a friend today, and he was like, yeah, like, Blade Two is actually pretty great. Like, Del Toro did it, so I don't know. Right, but from what I remember of those, they are just more stylized. Okay. They're just more, like, action and, action-packed and action and fun. Right. So maybe, I guess they figured it out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but as far as morality, it's, it's pretty shallow. Um, there is a heroic thing going on. Uh, like you said, it, he becomes a little less selfish, a little more worldly. Right. But it's so, it's so like surface level that. It, yeah, it, it, it's really just like the basic like learning to live with your like demons and like you know. Yeah. Yeah, but. There's not a lot to take away, especially when you compare it to all the other great superhero movies. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was a really short morality section, but uh. It. I think it's the shortest one ever. I think this entire episode is the shortest one ever. Maybe Batman was uh, shorter. That one's pretty short. Yeah. I don't I don't think this will be the shortest one. Okay. Well, Maybe. It's shorter. It's we're on, on the, the we're on the clock. Shorter. We'll see the, how it goes. It's on the short <laughs> end. Uh not that we should try to make this any more unbearably longer, you know. But, no, um, no. But how are we going to rank it? Okay. So here's our Pantheon. Uh you should definitely check this out on the Watchtower Podcast website page because We've got, like, summaries of previous episodes with what we said about each one. So if you're ever like, why is that ranked there? You can go read our justification. But anyway, here's the Pantheon. Superman at the top. Iron Man at number two. Followed by X-Men, Wonder Woman, Black Panther, Batman 89, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, and at the very bottom, Fantastic Four 2017. 17. It's wrong on the website. we got to fix it. Oh, no. Yeah, well, a, that will be fixed by the time you listen to this. That's a mistake. Um, anyway, <laughs> 2015. Uh, um, so, so, okay. So this we... is a... Blade is a competent movie. It is. Which makes it automatically better than Fantastic Four and Justice League. And Justice League. Are you sure? Y- yes. Yes. 100%. Blade... Okay, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because remember, Justice League is a mangled mess of a movie, like Fantastic Four. Where you've got two directors and it just doesn't work. But Blade, at the most basic level, you watch it for two hours and you come away. You're like, that was a movie. Okay, you're right. <laughs> okay, what's above Justice League? Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, it's below Thor. It's below Thor Ragnarok. That's pretty easy. Okay, cool. So it it will fall in at number eight. Okay. Um. So that was pretty. That was pretty easy. Um. Yeah, that was painless. Sorry if that was like a you know less interesting episode. This movie just didn't have as much meat but it also wasn't bad enough for us to just like constantly rail on it for like an hour so right you know to Um, me it's just uh honestly it it doesn't fare that well as a superhero film it's got the basic 
components. Mm-hmm. But to me, again, I think of it more in the realm of Mortal Kombat, Men in Black, The Matrix, these movies, these 90s action movies I grew up with. And that's the headspace that, that I get in when I watch it. Right. And I think it fares better when you compare it to those. I, I agree. But when you compare it to like the modern Marvel film, which has fi- found a way to do drama and, and, and fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't hold up as well. Right. Interesting thing. There's, remember when they go to, to the vampire uh, apartment with yes. Deacon Frost's yes. party? Yes. There's a little kid watching Mortal Kombat. Really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's the part where this, it's a CGI creature on screen, and it's reptile from Mortal Kombat 1. Wow. Yeah, at... I don't That's know. I don't know how egg. these things happen. That's a cool Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, cool. <laughs> so that was Blade. Um, once again, I've already said it like 15 times, but go check out our website. We're really proud of it. It's really cool. You can it's interact with us and listen to our episodes Ooh, over and I over again. I can't wait to get Blade screen caps on there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Seth loves his screen caps. So um, <laughs> next time we will be doing... One that Seth is very excited about, Man of Steel. Oh, that's um, next? Yeah, that's next. I already forgot. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so cool. So if you guys have any thoughts about Man of Steel, you should for sure send them to us on our website because please. we will talk about them and acknowledge them even if we don't agree with them. Um, please have an opinion that it's not an amazing movie and like be on my side because like I'm going to I'm no, going to have around. to I'm going to have to fight Seth like tooth and nail you're going to come around on this he's watched this movie like probably many times yes. has many feelings about it I saw it once decided I didn't like it and left it I'm really scared I'm going to watch it and then like really like it um I think you'll like it I don't like changing my opinions about things just just have an tell. open mind okay I'll have I will for sure <laughs> I will try to watch it with a very open mind okay. um because I know it's a it's it's a beautiful film like beautiful visually yes um and yes. so at least there's that to look forward to it, yeah <laughs> just sneak peek of what i think about this movie it's like top three best looking superhero movies yeah hands down yeah um maybe even top one wow. okay <laughs> it's up um there. so uh give us your thoughts about that <laughs> um on our contact page um and yeah, next time we will see you for Man of Steel. Um, that's it for this episode of Watchtower. Uh, I've got nothing clever. See ya. Okay, bye. <laughs>